It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. If you think the weather's bad now, you won't like what's coming. Hailstorms hammer Colorado. A combination of tornadoes and softball-sized hail leads to deaths in Texas. High-pressure heat dome bakes Texas. Nearly half of U.S. bee colonies died last year, and that's half of the already massively reduced bee colonies. Beekeepers are struggling to stabilize populations. No pollinators, no people. Search bees' aluminum contamination. Learn what the power structure doesn't want you to know. Marine mammals are washing up dead on California beaches. Gulf Coast beaches continue to be covered with dead fish and mammals. In fact, dead everything is washing up on beaches of superheated and superpolluted seas all over the world. But the controllers of the Matrix want us to believe that winter weather is alive and well, even in summer. This headline from this week, Utah Ski Area reporting fresh June snowfall. That was from power.com and they continued with this more snow fell on alta ski area utah in this season than any in recorded history and it seems like they say mother nature isn't quite finished no it's not mother nature it's the climate engineers that aren't finished in fact they're ramping it up all over the world let's add this headline watermelon snow turns utah mountains red what do you suppose that's from just nature Think again. From CBC Canada, heavy snowfall warning issued on Alberta Mountain Highway. The report says a long period of heavy wet snow will continue with total amounts of 20 to 30 centimeters. That's a red flag by itself. The heavy wet snow, indicative of cloud moisture that's being chemically ice nucleated, causing frozen precipitation at higher temperatures than it should be occurring. Thus, the snow is much heavier and wetter because it's got much more moisture content than anything that would be there naturally. And Matrix Media is still milking the California snow apocalypse narrative. As such headlines help to hide reports of total meltdown coming in from all over the world. More on that in a moment. First, this massive hail, again, being reported from many sources in many regions. Here's one example headline. Nearly 100 people injured by golf ball-sized hail at Colorado concert. It was called, quote, a freak hailstorm. Chemical ice nucleation clouds in the operations, again, core to the extreme hail events. The concert goers were fortunate that it was just golf ball-sized hail. Had it been the grapefruit-sized hail that's now falling in many regions, that story would have been much worse. New from NPR, National Public Radio, or National Propaganda Radio, excessive weather events mark summer solstice in the U.S., Excessive, the report says, is the word of the day in the National Weather Service's forecast for the summer solstice. The term appears seven times, describing record heat and torrential rainfall that different areas of the U.S. are experiencing. They continue, people are trying to cope with extreme weather against the backdrop of two longer-term patterns that could combine to make this summer a tough one to endure. Yes, the scheduled weather. Weather whiplash, further fueled by covert climate engineering operations, producing weather whack-a-mole scenarios. Relentless record-shattering heat in some regions, with Texas at the top of the list for the moment at least, at least in the U.S. Consistent chemical ice nucleation cloud sitting sprayed overcast in other regions of the West. With extreme hailstorms, again up to softball-sized, often being 
the result. From the Washington Post, this. It's been unusually cold and gloomy in California. What's going on? Question mark. From the New York Times, the exact same title. It's been unusually cold and gloomy in California. What's going on? Question mark. We know Matrix Media all exchanges the narrative. They're all operating off the same script. That's no secret by now, is it? From the LA Times, June gloom to persist in Southern California, unusually deep into the month. But then the LA Times follows up with the general conclusion, don't worry. Go back to sleep. Everything's normal. Don't pay any attention to the fact that most of the rest of the world is completely incinerating, literally, with filth-filled climate-engineered sprayed skies. Yes, just go back to sleep till the moment of impact, which now draws perilously near. I've already heard from many that live in California that are now completely convinced as was planned by the controllers, that there can't be any planetary warming because there have been a few chemically cooled months outside their front door. They've already forgotten the past 15 years of generally hellish, smoke-filled summers, wildfires all over the state, and often rainless winters, literally rainless, winter of 2021-2022. In my location, on the east side of Lake Shasta in Northern California, there was no rain, zero From the end of December to the start of April, nothing. And how soon people forget, because they filled a few reservoirs with some toxic rain. Although the forests are dying faster than ever. Fir trees dying faster than ever. And yes, some trees green up, depending on the soil that's underneath them and their particular conditions, but that's not indicative of forests around the globe as a whole. Not at all. How well the climate engineers, the controllers, and matrix media have been able to manipulate the perceptions of the masses. How many continue to feed from the mainstream matrix media trough of disinformation, division, and distraction? Constant coverage of the most divisive and polarizing issues broken up by a constant stream of extended docudramas that may involve the lives of a few, while the fate of the entire human race and the whole of the web of life is hanging in the near-term balance by a thread. That's unraveling right before our eyes. And even now, the vast majority have their eyes wide shut, preferring to pretend that the previous paradigm of pillage, plunder, and pollute will magically continue into the future forever. Time to wake up. At geoengineeringwatch.org, we routinely receive very aggressively written messages from those that will clearly deny the climate engineering weather warfare reality till their last breath. And in their messages, they insist that we do the same. They demand that we should stop talking about climate engineering, which, of course, isn't going to happen. Reality for such people is too frightening and overwhelming. They're too attached to the current paradigm that's now crumbling. In my wilderness location of Northern California, climate engineering, so-called solar radiation management, jet-sprayed, filth-filled skies are all too often the norm. Science fiction-like skies that the vast majority pretend is normal. A dirty white overstory canopy of climate engineering aerosol cloud cover with scattered natural clouds attempting to form below it. No unobstructed sunlight coming through this mess. All is hazy and filtered. And above it all, in my otherwise quiet remote location, a parade of climate engineering jets could be heard often, almost nonstop. And yes, that's what they are as I don't live under a flight path. And when there is any break in the aerosol canopy, the jet dispersions can be easily seen. And no, it's not condensation, as our flight testing 
at geoengineeringwatch.org has already proven. View the groundbreaking climate engineering documentary titled The Dimming for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org if you really want to know the truth. And all the while, World War III is looming large. Part of the agenda, the last desperate acts of the controllers on a dying planet. A planetary asylum. We're told that they're going to bring back the mammoth from extinction. And in the meantime, 200 to 300 species of plants, animals, and insects are going extinct every single day. Fully 15,000 times the background extinction rate. That's a million and a half percent of the background rate. But don't think about that. Just focus on the supposed resurrection of the mammoths someday. New from phys.org. Conspiracy theories aren't on the rise, they say. We need to stop panicking, they say. Yes, go back to sleep. We'll wake you the moment for impact, which now draws perilously near. All the Ponzi scheme money printing by those who control the central bankers isn't going to save us from the planet's collapsing life support systems. To those that were, and sadly still are, feeling safe and secure with their soon-to-be worthless retirement accounts and stock portfolios, again, Time to wake up. Here's a headline from this week. $572 billion added to U.S. debt in two weeks. Total debt now exceeds China, Japan, Germany, and U.K.'s combined GDP. Yes, impact is coming at blinding speed. The economic part of the equation is the least of our challenges. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the end of the world as we know it broadcast. Commercial-free non-political, and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of covert climate engineering operations. If you want to strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue with those around you, check the activist material section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. There's geoengineering watch shirts, hoodies, and super effective printed materials that we pass on for less than our total cost of producing and shipping. We simply want to get them into circulation. Please make your voice heard. Moving on, this reminder, recent interview with Robert F. Kennedy on the subject of climate engineering operations. You can find that under the recent column on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Our thanks to Mr. Kennedy for being willing to have that discussion. Nature has historically provided 75% of all global GDP for free. No more. The carbon fuel carnival is over. It's not coming back. The question that remains is this. How many at this late hour will choose to reprioritize, will choose to know the unshakable solace that can only come from a steadfast decision to do what's right because it's right, no matter how great the challenges are that we face? How many will choose not to be the monkey with their hand in the jar, tied to the tree, and that is the trap of the hunters in the Amazon, The monkey grasps the fruit in the jar, not being able to get their hand out and not willing to let go of the fruit. They become the prey for the predator class. In this case, the controllers of the matrix, though on the current course of our species, no one will get out alive. The vast majority have no idea what's unfolding. Programmed from birth and everyday sense to deny unwanted realities, to marginalize anyone that dares to try and sound the alarm. To all those that have summoned the courage to stand against the epidemic of normalcy bias, against the mob denial, to those that have summoned the courage to be a light in the gathering darkness, you have my deepest and most enduring gratitude. 
It is our collective efforts that can yet make a difference in this all-important battle for everything that we hold dear. The extinction of, quote, humanity now looms large on the extremely near-term horizon. The word humanity sounds so benevolent as it was meant to by those that minted the term, but countless snapshots of reality paint a very different picture. New from the UK Guardian, ecological tipping points could occur much sooner than expected, study finds. They say Amazon rainforests and other ecosystems could collapse very soon, researchers warn, according to a new study that models how tipping points can amplify and accelerate one another. Let's stop there. That's exactly as geoengineeringwatch.org has stated on the record for 15 years before these mainstream admissions from the so-called experts that are only beginning to tell the truth because it can no longer be hidden. This quick follow-up report from many sources in regard to the PFAS forever chemicals that now contaminate every single drop of rain the world over. 3M, the company 3M, is going to make it all better. Here's the headline. 3M pays... $10.3 billion to settle water pollution suit over forever chemicals. That's the PFAS chemicals. You can't put a price on contaminating the entire planet. And certainly it's not just 3M. There are so many sources all converging. And now we have a cascading collapse scenario unfolding around the globe. From weather.com, why strawberries might have looked and tasted different this year. Don't worry. It's just the result of the weather, they say. Never mind the completely contaminated rain, soils, and scorching UV radiation from the rapidly disintegrating ozone layer. Climate engineering is a core component to all of it. Here's another headline from the UK Guardian. No swimming, no surfing. How a summer of sewage is ruining a trip to the beach for the British. Question. Are such headlines that finally admit to at least some of the truth really any surprise? When you see images of megacities constructed on coastlines, where do people think all that sewage goes? But the Brits should look at the bright side. At least they aren't yet dealing with flesh-eating bacteria lurking in the waves like happy Florida beachgoers, though that's likely next for Britain and many other locations. But in Spain and other agricultural regions, sewage is doing great things for our food supply, or so they tell us. New from phys.org. Every drop counts. That's the headline. And they continue with this. Spain's crops thriving on wastewater, a.k.a. sewage. It never stops. The fun in the asylum never stops. Back to biosphere burndown. Also from the UK Guardian. Canada is on fire and big oil is the arsonist, they say. From the report, Canada is on fire from coast to coast, except where it's snowing as I discovered. Governments need to represent us, not carbon fuel profiteers. We need plans to phase out carbon fuel production and emissions. What's missing from this report? The climate engineering factor. Search the engineering wildfire section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more. Climate engineering and record wildfires are inseparable, along with record drought record deluge. The entire system has been completely derailed. Nothing can be considered natural weather at this point. Nothing. And if the world finds out, if populations find out that every single weather cataclysm can't be separated from climate engineering, I'm not saying there would be no weather cataclysms without climate engineering. I'm not saying that. I've never said that, ever. 
What I'm saying is once you derail the entire system, then no specific weather cataclysm at any particular place in time can be separated from that intervention that derailed the whole system. None of it. Every single climate cataclysm then becomes a potential liability to those carrying out these operations. That's why in government documents like the 800-page Senate document posted at geoengineeringwatch.org under the document sections, that's why it specifically calls for blanket legal immunity for anyone and everyone involved with these programs. Does that sound like they're doing something for the public good when everyone involved gets blanket legal immunity? Let's continue from phys.org. Wildfire smoke, downwind effects, health, wealth, and mortality. Study states. Let's consider this again. As stated in many previous broadcasts, geoengineeringwatch.org captured blanket jet aerosol spraying on top of wildfire smoke banks like the Paradise Fire. It's on film. It's in the film The Dimming. Why would they be blanket spraying directly on top of the smoke bank? That's certainly not a benevolent act. So for those below the smoke bank, keep this in mind. You're not only breathing highly toxic smoke, you're breathing nanoparticles. Some elements we know, some we can't know unless we test it every single place, every single event. We can't do that. It's not possible. But we've done enough testing to know that what's coming down through our air column and indeed through smoke banks is a very toxic mix. With so many toxic elements that when combined they form what's called synergistic toxicity, increasing the overall toxicity exponentially. More headlines. Forest fire risks mount in drought-hit Nordic nations. From the UK Guardian, same theme. Drought and rising heat bring unusual wildfire warnings in Northern Europe. Wildfires are already burning in Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Finland, and Scotland. And experts worry it could get much worse unless there's significant rainfall in coming weeks. Experts say the drought could be related to the transition of La Nina and El Nino climatic conditions. Try to make it sound like nature did it. How well that works for a population that really doesn't want to know the truth. At least not yet. And I can only hope that changes, and I again salute all those that are doing their best to wake the sleeping masses. Search Wildfire Serve Geoengineering Agenda, one of our most important reports on the wildfire geoengineering connection. From 360info.org, this, how droughts can leave people with nowhere to go. From that report, those most affected by climate-induced droughts risk being trapped due to a lack of resources and networks to migrate. Let's stop there. The single greatest rain cycle disruption factor on the planet is climate engineering. This isn't a denial, again, of the damage done to the planet from countless other sources of human activity. Never denied that. All of it is a part of the equation. But it is to say that there can be no legitimate discussion of climate anything from any perspective without first and foremost facing the climate engineering weather warfare assault. And also for the record, the laws of physics make clear it must rain more overall on a rapidly warming planet. Atmosphere holds 7% more moisture for every degree C of warming. Based on unfiltered data, we are likely past 3.5 degrees C of warming now. We're past the threshold at which humans have existed on the planet. We're in totally uncharted territory. It must rain far more with that kind of heating, but it's not. Why not? Because we have skies filled with desiccant particles that reduce atmospheric relative humidity. And yes, the rain comes down in a deluge in places, and they can augment that rain. We know that from climate engineering operations of record going back over 50 years, Project Popeye in Vietnam. Again, so successful at creating excessive rain that there were international treaties banning weather warfare in the 70s. 
But back to my original point, the droughting out of major agricultural regions is, in so many cases, a direct result, a verifiable result of climate engineering operations, which we can see on satellite images. Search engineered drought catastrophe target California and examine what was said by geoengineeringwatch.org almost 10 years ago. Everything happened exactly as we said it would until the winter of 2022-2023 in which the script was changed. And we can speculate as to who made that change and why they made that change, but the predictions of yet another dry winter suddenly vanished and we had rainpocalypse and snowpocalypse while much of the rest of the country and the rest of the world then went into total meltdown. And yes, the climate engineers can change the script anytime they want. They control the spigot, how much it rains, where it rains, where it doesn't, and how toxic that rain will be. The 360info.org report continues saying this, by 2050, around 145 million people in the global south could be forced to relocate within their own countries due to the gradual impacts of worsening droughts brought on by, they say, climate change again. No need to be concerned about that last statement from the report. On the current course, again, it is unlikely anyone will survive till 2030, let alone 2050. And I know how many people will roll their eyes and walk away at that statement. Couldn't be. Couldn't happen. Remember, you heard this statement. And remember in the next weeks and months as events unfold that the equation we face is unimaginably non-linear. There are perhaps 50 feedback loops or more, cascading collapse, already activated, feeding on themselves at this point. The exponential nature of what we face can scarcely be conceived. The planet's life support systems are imploding by the day. And the biggest variable of all, as the matrix controllers realize populations are waking up, they can play unimaginable cards on any given day, from altering the aerosol spraying mix to something much more lethal to instigating and triggering nuclear warfare. They have so many cards. And yes, they would do this to themselves. They already have in so many ways. We're dealing with a cancer of insanity for which there is no cure. From DW.com in Germany, El Nino returns threatening higher food prices. Again, blame it on nature. The latest El Nino climate phenomenon has arrived, threatening floods in some areas of the world and droughts in others. Previous disruptive weather patterns cost the global economy trillions and stoked inflation. Growing warnings about El Nino have already helped coffee, sugar, and cocoa prices to rise sharply in recent weeks. Germany's biggest private lender, Deutsche Bank, said in a recent report last week that other food commodity prices are expected to also escalate as harvests get impacted by severe weather events. Bring populations to their knees and blame it on nature. Not that nature isn't broken. Not that the climate isn't broken. It is. But when the climate is being completely derailed from any response it might otherwise have because of climate intervention operations, that's where our blame should lie most at this point. Remember the hallmark of climate intervention operations are drought and deluge scenarios. On that note, this new report, we need rain. Corn, soy, and meat prices soar as drought conditions worsen in Midwest. Again, the consistency with which agricultural regions are being targeted with weather catastrophe isn't nature. Climate engineering operations are visible on satellite imagery. Bloomberg warned in this report that without substantial rain in the next month or so, the consequences could be dire with farmers abandoning their fields. 
And when rain does fall, testing has proven again and again. It's filled with toxic, crop-crushing, soil-killing, climate-engineering elements, starting with aluminum nanoparticles, which affect root systems, shutting down nutrient uptake, causing a slow, protracted die-off of crops, forests, and everything in between. Mexico, also in the climate engineering crosshairs. This recent report from phys.org, Mexico bakes under killer heat wave. The report states there's a number of deaths already, and the heat wave is making life very difficult for, quote, millions of people. Parallel headline from NPR. Mexico City has turned into a furnace, and there are few air-conditioned places. And again, none of this mentions the agricultural regions that are being crushed from heat and drought. High-pressure heat dome. That is the signature of an ionosphere heater installation like HARP that can heat the layers of the atmosphere, upper layers to extraordinarily high temperatures, pushing the atmosphere up and down. The downward push creates a high-pressure heat dome. This is known and not disputed technology that we're not allowed to talk about in the U.S., are we? We're certainly marginalized for doing so. New from Scientific American, extreme heat is deadlier than hurricanes, floods, and tornadoes combined. Climate intervention operations are further fueling planetary meltdown. Short-term, highly toxic cool-downs that are highly sensationalized at the cost of an even worse overall heating of the planet. How deadly can a runaway greenhouse effect actually be? Venus syndrome is the answer to that question. Search geoengineeringwatch.org Venus syndrome to learn what few really want to know. France24.com Mexico says mass bird die-off, most probably due to Pacific warming. What a simplistic statement from so-called experts that omit the core factors in this equation. The report says massive die-offs of birds on the coast of Mexico following similar phenomenon in Peru and Chile are, quote, most probably due to warming of the waters off the Pacific Ocean, authorities said. The oceans are dying. There's nothing for these birds to eat. So, of course, they're starving to death and dying, and it's happening in mass all over the world. And, and none of these sources, none of these so-called experts will admit to the climate engineering factor in the equation. That is, destroying the ozone layer, unleashing immense UV radiation on the sea surface, which kills plankton because they have to feed in the upper layers of the water column. They have to photosynthesize. And that's the bottom of the food chain in the ocean. And when you knock that block out of the foundation... Everything else up the chain dies, and that's what's occurring. From the New York Times, Northern India endures heat wave and a wave of deaths. Do we see any of this on U.S. Matrix mainstream media? Nothing. Nothing but scripted political theater and docudramas of mass distraction. The report says an unusually intense heat wave has swept across Northern India in the last four days. This has become the norm for India because they really don't have any way of fighting back. Do they? Not against the other superpowers. And this is imperative to remember. Those in power know the planet can no longer support populations. They are not here to help you. More on this report from India. This is from APNews.com. Days of sweltering heat and power cuts in India overwhelm hospitals as death toll climbs and morgues are filled. This is the wet bulb effect. When you combine record heat with high humidity... Body can no longer cool itself, can't perspire. And the wet bulb effect is the threshold at which the human body can no longer tolerate that heat, and that is occurring now. Former predictions from the so-called experts were that we wouldn't see such temperatures for another half century or so. It's here. 
now, as geoengineeringwatch.org said would be the case. This report and others show scenes of Indians swarming hospitals that look apocalyptic. And U.S. TV matrix media won't mention a word of any of this. While the world's largest and most out-of-control military machine keeps much of America cooled down with toxic chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations, how can populations be so dumbed down that they never even notice the dirty, white, and wispy, filth-filled skies? Again, welcome to the asylum. Planetary Truman Show. Another headline. Beijing breaks mid-June heat record as temperatures reach over 103 degrees Fahrenheit. That's 39.4 C. All over the world. And you would never know if you feed from the mainstream matrix media trough of disinformation in the U.S. Here's a reminder of a headline from last month. Century-old heat records broken in Shanghai. Southern China hit by the strongest May heat wave on record. Again, this is showing the trajectory we are on. And now there's this. This is brand new from Reuters.com. Beijing soars above 41 degrees. That's breaking the record mentioned a moment ago. And that's the official temperatures. China is likely underreporting actual high temperatures, which is absolutely the case in the U.S. We routinely see official high temperatures 3, 4, and 5 degrees underreported. What's that mean? It means it's far hotter overall than we're being told. Let's keep going. New from the New York Post. 35 million under heat alerts as dangerous temps scorch the central U.S. From APnews.com, power outages continue across southern U.S. Triple-digit heat wave grips Texas. It's just the beginning. Question, what happens when electrical grids all over the world begin to collapse? A large CME, coronal mass ejection, solar flare, isn't even needed to trigger this equation. It's already underway, and Here's the inevitable. 440 existing nuclear power plants will eventually not be able to keep their reactors cooled. Translation, Fukushima times 440. And that figure doesn't even take into account the military nuclear reactors. More in Texas. Sweltering heat tests Texas power grid and patients as thousands in South still without electricity. Another headline. Scorching heat continues to blanket Texas. And another. Texas oven on full blast. And it's not over yet and there's no relief in sight. They can park that high-pressure dome there as long as they want. They have changed the script again in the U.S. For almost a decade and a half, they parked the high-pressure heat dome over the West, over California, pushing rain above and around us while we roasted under the high-pressure heat dome, and they have changed the equation. They have altered their conveyor of precipitation. One more headline on Texas, this one from the Washington Post. Heat index temperatures top 120 degrees in Texas amid extreme temperatures and humidity. Wet bulb effect. Look that one up. Here's another new report from NPR. Global temperatures briefly spike above key climate thresholds, scientists warn of more extremes. Just because we've temporarily gone over 1.5 degrees, they say, doesn't mean we've reached the Paris Agreement limit. This is the warning from the director of the Copernicus program. For that to happen... They say the globe needs to exceed that threshold for a much longer time period, such as a couple decades instead of a couple weeks. What, what absolute utter nonsense. We won't be here in one decade on the current course. And you don't say that the climate hasn't changed unless it's happened for at least two decades in a row. Where did that even come from? That's called pacifying populations to the moment of impact. We are past 3.5 degrees C now. The data that indicates we're lower is completely false, like everything else in our world that's completely false. 
It's time for people to look at the wider horizon through their own sense of reason and perspective and not through the official narratives that are designed, again, to pacify populations until impact. From Bloomberg.com, Europe keeps breaking heat records as fast-warming continent. A new scientific report on the impacts of climate change in Europe finds it's continuing to get hotter on land and at sea. And this from TechSpot.com, UN chief says, Carbon fuels are, quote, incompatible with human survival as world breaks temperature records. The UN chief then stated, we are hurling toward disaster, eyes wide open, with far too many willing it all on wishful thinking. But what didn't he state? What won't he mention? Ever. The climate engineering weather warfare component in the equation. The factor that has and is preventing the planet from responding to the damage already done, while simultaneously contaminating every breath we take. Short of a complete course correction by the human race, our days are numbered. On that note of good cheer, you're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast. Installment number 441, June 24th, 2023. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on 22 AM and FM stations throughout the country. All recent recordings of this broadcast can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent column. Geoengineering Watch wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and thus our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. If you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our mail outs don't go to the spam files. Please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to the dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of the dimming or Global Alert News or any other Geoengineering Watch video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. How do we reach those that still aren't looking up? Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. There are very high-quality printed materials with shocking images. A picture's worth a thousand words, as the proverb goes. And we pass these printed materials on for less than our total cost of printing and shipping. Again, our only goal, to get them into circulation as fast as possible. We now have Geoengineering Watch hoodies and shirts, both with very high-quality four-color images on both sides. Image of a military jet tanker descending down over the planet and spraying. A dimming sun is in the background with this caption, Stop Climate Engineering. Investigate. And below that, geoengineeringwatch.org so that people can find a credible source of data to continue their investigation. Scannable business cards and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative. If we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out as we awaken our military brothers and sisters to what they're participating in, their own demise and ours. If you're willing to share a picture of yourself with the Geoengineering Watch shirt at a gym, farmer's market, or busy street, please send us your photo so we can post it as part of our activist compilation, which is now part of our materials page. The images encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. Moving on. To more bad news. And to those that think something happening on one side of the world can't affect them on theirs, think again. The polar regions are the air conditioners of the planet. Their fate will be our fate. Climate intervention operations in the attempt to mask 
polar meltdown from populations are making it far worse overall, not better. On that note, new from MSN.com, climate change hits Antarctica hard, sparking concerns about irreversible tipping points. I keep bringing that up, have brought it up for the entire length of this broadcast, the entire length of geoengineeringwatch.org. Feedback loops, tipping points that feed on themselves once triggered. The MSN report states, this development is a worrying deviation from a previous trend that saw Antarctica hold quite steady against progressing climate change. That was all a lie, by the way. They then say, scientists now worry that the frozen southernmost continent, which plays a crucial role in stabilizing the global climate, may be reaching its tipping point, a point of no return, beyond which the polar ecosystems as we know it won't be able to survive. No, that's not the whole story. If we lose the polar ice, the heating will go so exponential that nothing will survive. Again, Venus Syndrome. The alarming decrease of sea ice, the report says, is also a bad omen for Antarctica's glaciers, which would, without the buffer of coastal sea ice, become directly exposed to the warming ocean waters. That means exponential sea level rise. And again, it's the land-based ice that causes sea level rise, not sea-based ice. But when we lose the sea-based ice, the ice shelves, the ocean heating goes exponential. The land-based ice then begins to slide very rapidly off of those land masses, We look at Greenland and Antarctica, and then here's another feedback loop. You have what's called glacial rebound. So let's look at Greenland. As the weight of the melting ice is lifted off of that landmass, that landmass begins to rise up out of the ocean, displacing even more ocean water. It's already beginning to happen. Glacial rebound. Will the controllers of the matrix resort to instigating nuclear war in a final desperate attempt to slow down the unfolding total planetary meltdown? They're already discussing this option in the so-called think tanks of the clinically insane that currently run the world, though not for much longer. With the orchestrated nuclear holocaust in mind, that's likely now in the script, let's consider this new headline report from businessinsider.com. Where to find food and water that's safe to eat in the event of a nuclear apocalypse? The report says if a nuclear bomb is dropped on your city, here's what you should and shouldn't do to increase your chances of staying alive. Nuclear war remains unlikely, they say, but Russia's recent threats have raised attention to nuclear safety. Russia's recent threats. I don't condone what Russia's doing. Not at all. But who is in everybody's backyard, on everybody's border, agitating situations all over the globe all the time with 800 bases all over the world? Who? Who? U.S. military. It's called Empire. The Business Insider report continues with this. In the event of a major accident at a nuclear power plant, there is concern that food and water could be contaminated by radioactive materials released into the environment from the plant. Could, may, might. Really, that's, again, comparable to saying if you leap off a 100-story building and hit the sidewalk at full velocity, you might get hurt. The report continues, radionuclides, tiny radioactive particles that can harm your cells, DNA, and cause acute radiation syndrome, cutaneous radiation injuries, and cancer, they can also be swept into the atmosphere and fall back down miles away, a phenomenon called nuclear fallout. Most people are at least that aware. Food and water, they say, can be tricky to find in the aftermath of a nuclear attack or a nuclear plant meltdown. They say in such an event, stick to food stored inside fridges, cabinets, and other sealed containers. Avoid fresh produce, meat, and eggs for at least several months following a nuclear disaster. That's a bit like saying, a, don't stand in the freeway in front of oncoming semi-trucks. That's how simplistic this report is. They say use bottled water to stay hydrated, use your tap water for foods, but try not to drink it. That's the case right now, isn't it? 
unless you like fluoride and its effects. They say skip garden veggies or eggs. That's not very healthy right now without the nuclear catastrophe that's looming. Take steps to protect your crops for later. How exactly would you do that? If a bomb is dropped in your city, how exactly are you going to protect your crops unless you have a massive underground military bunker? Which is where they're all going, by the way. The dumbs, the deep underground military bases, they're stocking those up with food. And we know this because we've talked to long-term food storage suppliers stocking military bases. They're getting ready. Make no mistake about that. They say stick to healthy packaged foods. Are packaged foods healthy? Really? Since when? And then they say don't go hunting. What are you going to hunt? I live in the middle of about 2,000 square miles of wilderness And I know this land like no one else. I couldn't survive by myself. That's how thinned out the game is. Any notion that people have that they can just live off the land somewhere, time to wake up. The wild animals can't even live off the land anymore. After the highly toxic winter rain and snow apocalypse in Northern California, there are almost no manzanita or madrone berries, primary food sources in this region of wilderness Almost none. And the leaves of many of these forms of flora are scorched already. And that's in spite of the constant climate-engineered cloud canopy and chemical ice nucleation sprayed cloud moisture. Moving on, let's cover an article on the curtailing of supply chains from Splash.com. Extreme measures under consideration at drought hit Panama Canal. How many people know this is even going on there? The Panama Canal will expand restrictions on the largest ships crossing the waterway, one of the world's busiest trade passages. The Canal Authority's administration said this on Wednesday of this week, citing shallower waters due to drought. Again, climate engineers control the spigot. They can shut off that flow to agricultural regions or shipping corridors, and that's what this is about. The predator parasite class is preparing Make no mistake about that. Given all that I've discovered in this broadcast and so many others, how many know about the Global Catastrophic Risk Management Act of 2022? Look that one up and plug it into your perspective of the wider horizon. But here's an excerpt. The Department of Homeland Security shall lead a national exercise to test and enhance the operationalization of the implemented plan. Yeah, the same Homeland Security that in 2012 purchased... 2.4 2.4 billion rounds of 40 caliber hollow point ammunition. Who do you think that ammunition is for? Don't believe they bought 2.4 billion rounds? Not asking anybody to believe me. Just asking for objective investigation. Investigate everything I say on this broadcast. My only point is to spur that investigation. So since we know they're planning for catastrophe, which is already unfolding Let's examine a few more headlines from MSN.com, a follow-up report that I've covered on a previous broadcast. The upper atmosphere is cooling, prompting new climate concerns. From that report, the new discoveries about the scale of cooling aloft are leaving atmospheric physicists with new worries about the safety of orbiting satellites, about the fate of the ozone layer, about the potential of these rapid changes aloft to visit sudden and unanticipated turmoil on our weather below, which means on populations below as well doesn't it? Don't all these puzzle pieces fit together well? One big concern is the already fragile state of the ozone layer in the lower stratosphere. It's not a fragile state. It's a disintegrating state. Anybody that's paying attention to their senses and they touch a surface on a car or a car window or a car dashboard that's been sitting in the sun, it's scorchingly hot. This is a very penetrating radiation. It's wreaking havoc on all life forms 
down to the smallest level, including insects. On that note, from MSN.com, this week, scientists revealed the causes behind the global crash in insects. The reasons behind a, quote, global crash in insect numbers have been revealed by scientists, they say, and new study blames the rise of agricultural building development climate change, and the spread of invasive animals for causing the decline. No mention whatsoever of the single biggest causal factor blanketing the planet in highly toxic nanoparticles that are being absorbed by all insect forms, including bees. Search bees aluminum. The bees are dying of symptoms that resemble Alzheimer's and dementia in a human being because they are packed full of aluminum. That's peer-reviewed science study. They can't even find their way back to the hive. How much longer till we can't find our way home? How much longer? We're all sucking this material up with every single breath we take. Not my opinion, not speculation or conjecture, lab test proven fact. And so many choose to go about their lives as if they're going to continue much longer as they are. They're not. You can quote me on that as well. New from CNN. More than 90% of the peach state's peaches were lost this year. Pollinators, a part of that equation, but chemical ice nucleation, a bigger part. The report states Georgia peach crop was significantly affected by two late frosts. This has been the case in California in recent years as well. They allow it to warm up, everything blooms, and then we have late season flash freezes, wiping out so much agriculture. It's not an accident. Again, we can see their operations on satellite imagery. And we've tested precipitation. There are chemical ice nucleating elements in it. Not speculating. They're doing it. On that note, here's a more detailed report on a scenario I mentioned earlier in this broadcast. Threat for strong weekend storms and summer snow bruise across western Canada, again, where the record heat and wildfires just were. An unusually strong low pressure brings a threat for severe weather, heavy rain, and even snow to parts of B.C. and Alberta. They continue the potential for unusually low freezing levels may lend the opportunity for some significant June snow in the Rockies with temperatures falling well below the seasonal averages. In addition, the strong low pressure will drive a powerful thunderstorm threat in southern Alberta. Typically, a setup like this could bring a change of wind direction with the risk for some rotating storms. It will be a situation that needs to be monitored closely. Rotating storms, a.k.a. tornadoes. And when you create these colliding air masses, hot and cold, You create cyclonic rotations. You create extreme weather in many forms. Moving on to a core factor in all of our futures. This is an ongoing scenario I cover on many broadcasts. The superheating of our seas, which continues to soar off the charts. Again, as geoengineeringwatch.org said, was coming for the last 15 years. New from CNN, the North Atlantic is experiencing a, quote, totally unprecedented marine heat wave. From that report, parts of the North Sea are experiencing a Category 4 marine heat wave defined as extreme, according to National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. In some areas, water temperatures are up to 5 degrees Celsius, that's 9 degrees Fahrenheit, hotter than usual. It gets worse than that. There's regions in the Arctic where sea temperatures have been monitored at up to 24 degrees Fahrenheit above normal. We are in completely uncharted territory. The report says many scientists are sounding the alarm. They say, quote, it's way beyond the worst case predictions for the changing climate. Where have I heard that before? So many times for so many years, geoengineeringwatch.org has stated exactly that. What's actually unfolding, what's actually occurring is far worse than any of the worst case predictions. And now we're seeing acknowledgement, not because they want to tell the truth, but because they can no longer hide it. Referring to the extreme marine heat waves, the CNN report states, quote, we know they're increasingly likely to be more prevalent as our climate system collapses further. 
Well, at least that statement is a bit closer to the mark because that's what we face. It's far worse than, quote, global warming or climate change. What is unfolding is an abrupt climate collapse. Worst possible scenario being further fueled by climate intervention operations. The CNN report then states there's a very high potential that animals such as oysters, plants, and algae will be killed by this European marine heat wave. Another potential driver of ocean heat could be anti-pollution regulations. That's a covert form of selling climate engineering and their massive spraying over the oceans, which isn't helping overall. It's further fueling the process, destroying the ozone layer, trapping more heat than it deflects. Nothing but bad. But it's not just Europe, is it? From USA Today, rotting seaweed, dead fish, no sand. Climate change threatens to ruin U.S. beaches. As Americans flock to the beach this summer, they're often greeted with disconcerting news. The destination might be smelly with dead fish or rotting seaweed. And let's not forget the flesh-eating bacteria which they left out of this report. From theconversation.org, world's fish are shrinking as the world warms. Scientists are trying to figure out why. I don't even want to call them scientists anymore. They're, they're simply paid mass distraction actors. If an organism like a fish doesn't have enough to eat, question, is it going to get bigger or smaller? And scientists are trying to figure that out. From newsun.org, polar scientists call for more research and observation into rapid sea ice reduction for the record. Arctic sea ice, record low and crashing. Antarctic sea ice, record low and crashing. Total global sea ice, record low and crashing. From apnews.com, cruising to Nome, the first U.S. deep water port for the Arctic to host cruise ships and military. Yes, by all means, let's go get a first-hand look at planetary implosion as it's unfolding in real time, much like the actor Woody Harrelson in the Hollywood film of Planetary Apocalypse 2012. Front row seat for the supervolcano explosion in that film. Same metaphor. From CBS News, Himalayan glaciers are melting faster than ever, and scientists say it's going to affect us all. Yes, that's correct. Half the boat doesn't sink. The whole boat sinks. Another headline, rising Pacific Ocean temperatures in the developing El Nino batter Ecuador's fishing industry. Warm waters, no oxygen, no food chain fishery collapse. From theconversation.com, ocean heat is off the charts. Here's what that means for humans and ecosystems around the world. It means Canfield Ocean, lifeless, stratified, oxygenless, dead zones. Oceans die, we die. From ABC News, harmful algae bloom in Santa Barbara, Ventura counties, poisoning sea lions and dolphins. Wait, there's more. From NewScientist.com, UK and Ireland suffer one of the most severe marine heat waves on Earth. Canfield Ocean, that is the path we are on. When I ponder all that I've been allowed to witness, the miracles of nature above and below the waves of seemingly endless seas, my heart bleeds that the children of the world will never know such wonders even existed. It isn't an accident of programming that the most spectacular nature documentaries are now seldom shown, if at all. They want populations to forget, to remain asleep at the wheel till the moment of impact. So many mesmerizing moments immersed in the natural world I have been allowed to witness, often below the surface of Earth's now rapidly dying seas, diving alone and in total solitude. In the waters off New Zealand, I was once completely enveloped in swarms of various bioluminescent jellyfish, and they have to be seen to be believed. Synchronized lights running in patterns throughout their transparent, graceful forms. They look like elaborate underwater spaceships. How could any creature be just a random act of nature, which I don't believe to be the case. Diving with sharks, 
some four to 500 pounds in the waters off of Fiji, circling me, surrounding me, coming so very close, but inflicting no harm. And the giant gulf groupers, which I have communed with in the most remote regions of the Sea of Cortez, groupers so big, they look like small submarines with fins, some of them 500 pounds or more, not the least bit afraid of me. I also swam with them on the Great Barrier Reef. Incredible creatures swimming right up to my mask with their massive gaping mouths staring at me. Curious, yes. A danger to me? No. My beloved kelp forest where I've spent so many hundreds of hours over so many years alone, immersed in life from groups of playful sea lions gazing into my eyes a foot in front of me to swirling schools of fish, an underwater tornado of life completely encircling me, now all but gone. From Native American Chief Seattle, this humankind has not woven the web of life. We are but one thread within it. Whatever we do to the web, we do to ourselves. All things are bound together. All things connect. When you know who you are, when your mission is clear, and you burn with the inner fire of unbreakable will, no cold can touch your heart. No deluge can dampen your purpose. You know that you are alive. Again, from Chief Seattle. And a reminder of the following quote, which I have once before stated on this broadcast in the past, but feel compelled to do so again. This is from Nick Black Elk. I was standing on the highest mountain of them all, and round about beneath me was the whole hoop of the world. And while I stood there, I saw more than I can tell, and I understood more than I saw. For I was seeing in a sacred manner the shape of all things in the spirit, and the shape of all shapes, as they must live together like one being. And I saw that the sacred hoop of my people was one of many hoops that made one circle, wide as daylight and as starlight, and in the center grew one mighty flowering tree to shelter all children, one mother and one father. And I saw that it was holy. We are here for a reason. It's up to each of us to decide for ourselves what that reason is. So long as we're still standing, we can make a difference to those around us, to the innocent wildlife that has no voice except for us, to the web of life as a whole. Every single individual that our combined efforts helps to awaken matters in ways that we can't yet fully know or comprehend, but it matters. If enough are awakened in time, a shockwave would circle the globe. Every single day counts at this point. The first and most important leap we can make in the right direction is to fully expose and halt the climate intervention operations, a.k.a. weather warfare, the intentional interference with the planet's remaining life support systems. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for specific instructions on how you can help to move this fight forward. It's up to us. We are the cavalry. We are the ones we've been waiting for. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Collectively, we have more power than we know. But we must choose to use it. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.